Because if people are prepared to give you money for something that doesn't exist, then you know there's a market need for it. <laughs> and, and in a way, it's quite nice because if people catch the vision, then you feel as though you're part of the, the creativity behind what, what's then going to be built. You know, it's nice to feel as though you've, you've contributed to somebody's uh, success in, in making something. In this episode of the Voltura Game Show podcast, you will discover how to sell air and have others excited about it, bulletproof your idea, and create your own tribe. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. This is episode 18. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times, so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior, and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new, and interactive way. My name is Alexandru and I'm your host today. Our guest today is Christopher Norris. Christopher Norris is a serial entrepreneur and expert in book publishing, media, social enterprise, and commercial startups. He is also a mentor of founders and mentors, who is a network of communities that support startups and run courses, workshops, and events for founders, mentors, and supporters. His motto in life and work is meet people, make friends, and help them. Thank you for being here, Christopher. Thank you very much, Alexandra. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. And I'm actually curious, like I'm asking everyone, what are you curious to discover? What do you like about the, the podcast? The podcast, I think it's a very interesting concept. I think it's, um, it's very good these days, especially when um, we need to get to know people very quickly, that this is an opportunity to break the ice when you first meet strangers. So I'm very curious to see how the game works and, and how it might be applied in some of the, uh, some of the businesses that I work in. Hmm, thank you. I got that you're curious and you can see this like as a, a bigger um, uh, impact also in your business. So that's, that's something interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a useful tool, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We're going to have fun today. So this is the Voltura game, Christopher. Hey, psst, one second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Voltura game, Christopher. And basically, how we're going to play the game is by rolling the dice. So I'm going to roll the dice and you please tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. Here's race four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's another card. Read the card, please. Uh, mime the craziest memory of your life. So make it crazier, add sound effects. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I guess am I on? I guess this is on camera, isn't it? So mime. Uh, do, do, what, do you mean reenact, or is it like a sort of charades thing where you have to guess what I'm doing? Uh, yeah, it will be like a charade. So after that, just mime for you know thirty minutes, thirty seconds, uh, one minute, okay. and then we're gonna guess. Okay. So I've done it on the broadcast. You're never gonna get this. Yo, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, well, this is a mime, isn't it? With sound effects. Okay. So yeah, um, you, you can you can add okay. sound effects. Okay. Okay. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. and you're not you're not going to get that. Well, ho ho ho! It it gets me to Christmas. Is yeah. something about yeah. Christmas? okay? Well, that's yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're, that that bit is fairly straightforward, but uh, you're not going to get the context. I don't. Okay, it seems like you were dancing, like you were in a club or something like that on Christmas. Um, no, not quite. I, I I was in a crowd. I'll give you that. Crowd. Okay, so you were in a crowd on Christmas. It wasn't and... actually at Christmas, but I was. Um, I'll give you a clue. I was dressed as as uh, Father Christmas, as Santa, but I wa- it wasn't Christmas. Oh, okay. So you were dressed as Santa in a crowd. Yes. Okay. And that's a bit of that's a bit of a clue for you, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know any more about the, the memories, <laughs> so you can tell the. Well, I can, I can I can I can tell you. Yeah, I went on a a march to complain about the Iraq War. Uh, and I dressed up as Santa Claus and I made a sign that said, make toys, not war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found myself being filmed and asked to be on a TV show called When Santas Go Bad, which was shown at Christmas on Sky TV that year. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Seems like, like the crazy Santa went there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I was doing here was uh, when I was like waving my fist, I was like holding my placard in the air. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so it's like no, uh, no fight, no violence. It, it, uh, yeah, that's right. Make, make, make toys, not war. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so, okay, questions. <laughs> that's interesting. Like, it's the first time when the guest is doing this card. Normally I'm the one doing the card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I like um, um, what. Okay, the question is like, what makes you to let's say revolt or stand up? Um, I think it's if you feel strongly about something, then it's good to um, find ways of um, sharing your opinion but in a way that doesn't upset other people so that you bring people with you rather than just set up a an antagonism with the other people on the other side so that um otherwise you just lose people if you're just shouting at people then um you you don't make an impact but if you can make something fun and uh get people to laugh then um then that's one way of at least having an opportunity to share your thoughts or share your opinion or your point of view, especially in a political sense. So I get the, well, the, um, the concept, but what was your why? I mean, why you? Why you, Christopher, you decided Why to me? Uh, well, I, I just felt strongly about the, um, you know, that, that we went to war in Iraq on some very dodgy information. So, uh, and I just thought it might be good to dress up to go on the march. So I, <laughs> For some reason, I thought it would be good to uh, to dress up as Santa Claus. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you you often see people on marches in wearing costumes and things. It's almost like a um, like a carnival atmosphere sometimes. When um, you know, and that's actually the only time I've ever been on a march like that. So okay. I've not. It's 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 not something I do. You know, generally. Mm. Uh, yeah, so not because something... I don't. Not because something I, unreasonable I, and bold yeah. that you've done for um, your your rights and the people that you care about. The, the yeah, I just I people. I just felt that we it was the wrong decision. So um, you know, I felt it. it sometimes it's it, you know even though it might not you might not feel as though it makes any difference. It makes a difference to you. So if mm. you feel strongly about something and you then go and do something, 
then mm. you can feel positive about your action afterwards, you know. Um, and the, the funny thing was that it did get picked up by a TV program. So, yeah. uh, you know, they had un unforeseen consequences afterwards. So. Yeah, that's, that's the, this is the craziest part of the, of the memory. Like you exactly. were actually exactly. noticed and not, I mean, exactly. it's not like exactly. by someone like a, or something like noticed by Sky News. So that's yeah, something, exactly. uh, something interesting. I'm actually curious, like what did you, if there is a, a trait or a skill that you, um, yeah, skill maybe less, but trait that you noticed there, what, what's that? And how are you using that in other areas of your life? What's, what's bad? What's that? Uh, What's that? The, oh, the oh, I see. Right, with the, the, the skill. Yeah, I, mean, I guess my, my big skills are I've spent a lot of my life working as an editor in publishing companies. So I'm good with words. Um, so I'm good at writing words and I'm good at editing those words that other people have written. And I'm also good at kind of marketing. So I'm good at using words to, um, to tell, to communicate a product or a service in an interesting way that people can understand and perhaps get interested by. Uh, and I'm also good at looking at other people's perspectives. So, you know, rather than me telling you, for example, whether something's a great product or a great service, I try and get into your shoes to try and um, work out what you're interested in. And then I'll highlight the aspects of what it is that I'm telling you about to make it more likely that you're going to be interested in what I'm saying. Um, and I've been I've been doing that kind of thing for you know for a long time now, yeah. and and you'd be you'd be amazed at how transferable those skills are really, mm. you know um, you know I've worked in lots of different sectors and and those skills are uh, still things which I work you know that I work on today even though I I've worked in lots of different sectors. That's interesting because um, what I notice and what I hear is this is like um, you know this podcast about uh, adapting a successful entrepreneurial mindset. And what I um, what I notice is that actually this is something like uh, related with an entrepreneurial mindset because even like, you said it in terms of you know this event and the sky news and what happened but this is can be used everywhere like you try to put in the shoes of the other person like um, yeah. to to experience how your product or service or whatever you offer would be for the other one. Well, so that's, that's right. Well, that, that that's what you need as an entrepreneur too because you need to know how your market is going to. Uh, react to what you're mm. offering yeah um so yes absolutely yeah and that's that's something important like even myself sometimes i'm like i have an idea and i'm thinking oh would uh, would the audience react good to this or not and in the end i'm like okay well let's just put it there and see how it reacts and then we can well, tweak um, it because otherwise well, it's, it's just analysis, ab ab of analysis. <laughs> absolutely right that's exactly the philosophy behind the founders and mentors platform as well mm. <clears throat> it's all it's all about um and maybe we'll get onto this later, but, but it's all about um, putting something out there mm -hmm. to find out whether people want it or not before you've even built it or before you've, so it's just an idea. Yeah. You, share it, you share it with people and you say, well, if we, if we did this thing, um, would you be interested in buying it? Mm. <laughs> and you just simply ask them. And then if they say yes, then you say, oh, that's good. Um, you know, and, you, and you essentially say, would you pay for it before it's available? like a pre-order and, uh, and, and if they say yes, then you've got some money and then you can use that money to go and make it. Yeah. To create and that idea, way, idea, yeah, idea. Yeah, and, and that way you're not wasting time doing things that people don't want. 
Mm. And here, like here, it comes an interesting question. Like, lots of people are right now, especially in this COVID. I I believe that uh, creativity is going like huge, uh, and uh, like people are very creative, right? And I'm yeah. thinking like there are a lot of people, and, I, and actually I had a I talk with some of them, and they they have this idea, and like, oh, how can I do this? Nobody's like will buy this, and. Uh, what, what should I do? You know, I have this amazing idea for 10, 15 years, but I can't put it there. So what would you say to them? I know we already like get, um, let's say, a little into this, but what, what would be one thing that you would uh, say to them, like to look for? Um, oh, what, one, of the, one of the things we're, we're building at Founders of Medicines is um, one of my other businesses, for example, is I'm an executive with a crowdfunding platform. Um, and what we're going to be developing are some... Um, some some tools which are a bit like crowdfunding platforms but essentially instead of um offering loads and loads of different kinds of rewards although that is still possible the point of it is that let's say you're a um i mean let, let's take the volturi game as an example for example mm-hmm. you know before this was built uh you had to do some market research to find out whether people would be interested in the game so what you might have done is gone to one of our uh, crowdfunding platforms and said and made, and made a video of yourself talking for, say, a minute on, on YouTube, saying this is what the idea is, you know, talking about how it would work. Maybe you might have made one of those videos that you've got on your website. Uh, and you would say, well, you know, if, if this was available for, let's say, £20, uh, would you buy it? You know, and then you've got some other things as well. You've not even put any resource or time or energy into actually building it. Um, but you've asked people whether this is something they'd be interested in purchasing. And then you collect money, which you don't actually receive until you've reached your threshold figure. So it's in an escrow account for, for until the end of the project. But by the time it finishes, let's say you're successful and you tried to raise, let's say, £5,000 then you've then got £5,000 that somebody, that people have given you without you having to do any work, which then creates the, the, the space and the opportunity and gives you the resources and the time to, to turn down other work so that you can build your, your, your board game. Mm, yeah. and, and, that, and that goes for any creative. So it could be a writer, it could be a, um, a singer, it could be a, an entrepreneur, it could be a, a filmmaker, it could be any, anyone that... Uh, requires money to be given to them before they start doing it and um, and a pre a pre sale or, or a pre order before it's available is a fantastic way of validating whether something's going to work or not mm-hmm. because if people are prepared to give you money for something that doesn't exist then you know there's a market need for it yeah yeah it's like selling air but the air is good <laughs> people want yeah exactly, exactly exactly yeah so yeah. Uh, and, and in a way it's quite nice because if people catch the vision then you feel as though you're part of um, something the, crea- the, the creativity behind what, what's then going to be built. You know? No, uh, yes, yeah, being part of the journey. Part yeah. of the journey, that's right, which is quite, quite nice. You know, it's nice to feel as though you've, you've contributed to somebody's uh, success in, in making something. Yeah, great. Amazing. Okay, good. Thank you, Christopher. Now let's proceed to the next player, which is me. So. <laughs> Free, okay. So, the card says, choose one word to describe your ideal life. 
Uh, I like this word. I really like this word. This freedom. So let's see. Spinning the wheel. In health, freedom in health. That's a very topical question. Yeah, interesting. I was thinking of something else with freedom, but it just means to health. So, for me, freedom in health would be. So I'm thinking about yeah that it, it, if there is something that always passion it was my passion my biggest passion for no one that was a kid it was the mind the human mind and that's how in the end I became a mindset and behavior coach which right now I realize that I'm the youngest <laughs> so <laughs> if there is something that really passion about is the mind and what um, passion what really passion me is like why people do the way they do like why they have this mindset this uh, thoughts, right? Or these beliefs, why they, they think they can do something or they can't do something. So for me, freedom in health, in terms of mental health or mind, would be um, the ability to actually, I don't know if it's possible or not, but to actually like choose your thoughts. You know, like yeah. sometimes I, I find myself even like um, this week, it was like, I, some people call it the like imposter syndrome. It was not like really imposter, but it was like, oh, Am I really like on the right path with this? Is, is it really like, uh, you know, uh, giving me the satisfaction that I want or is it giving me the results that I'm looking for or the growth that I'm looking for? So for me, freedom and health would be to actually have the, the power, the ability or, you know, some people call it mindfulness, whatever, to choose your thoughts. Like when that thought comes there, you, you you have, and I'm able to, you know, catch it and let it go. But sometimes it's coming back over and over and over again. <laughs> so freedom is to be able to let it go, and, and that's it. Okay. Questions? So I have to ask you a question. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, let's say that some very clever scientist developed a pill which enabled you to... Um, change your thoughts okay so that you could choose to be to have happy thoughts or sad thoughts or whatever you felt or, or thoughts that made you feel freer is that something that you would feel happy taking as a as a, as a person if somebody gave you a pill to say that you can have you can change your thoughts that's a good question like Talking about pills and uh, and drugs and medication, um, there is there is the good side and the the dark side or the bad side or whatever. The, the thing is, um, it helps you. It can help you, right? And uh, like talking about this pill that, like, let's say, would be created like as an imagination, right? Uh, I think will work. However, what what are the um, what makes you think that will not get you addictive to that? So then you exactly. need yeah. to take it over and over and over and over and over, and yeah. then exactly, it's an ethical question, isn't it? So. Yeah, so will be you um, will be, be addictive, and in the end, yeah, you will get the result. But the thing is, is it worth it? And and would it be better to actually do the work? yourself to find out how you can have better kinds of thoughts mm. rather than have the shortcut of, of somebody giving you a pill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. I mean, 
probably everyone is life in life is looking for shortcut, right? But if there is something that I, I notice with these shortcuts, yes, it's good. Yes, it work one, two, three times, but then the fourth time it's just like boom, you go down. You know, it's like uh, when you experience something like ecstasy like you're so happy that you can't even breathe you know and then the second day you're like down because like in, in your brain it's called the dopamine right the dopamine is like so high then mm. it needs a break then and then the mm. second day you're like down. Mm-hmm. so in life i believe in life it must be measures so to know to balance things like not too high not too low mm-hmm. so your question I would say no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to run a poll to, for a hundred people to see how many people out of a hundred people would say yes or no. You know? Yeah, and yeah. that's that goes in everything. Even if we're talking about business or family or uh, spirituality or love, like you can get to the shortcut and to the um, short way, right? Like the easiest path. But sometimes the easiest path is not like the, the path, the one that you need to take or that mm, is good mm, for you. Mm, mm. So, yeah. Good. Uh, your turn. Okay. So, stop. Okay, so, it's six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Read the card, please. Okay. So, uh, you are going on a trip to your dream destination. Entice others to join you by saying, Five big benefits this trip will have for them. Okay. To my dream destination. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can say first your dream destination and then five big benefits. Well, my destination is uh, another one of my businesses is um, uh, if I just give you a brief, I mean, I was. I don't know how lo- whether you've heard of it, but um, I was the pioneer of something called World Book Day in the UK, which mm-hmm. is a publishing thing that uh, happens in schools where uh, people are encouraged to read books. Uh, and I'm also founding um, a company that promotes an Icelandic tradition of uh, people buying books to give to their loved ones as presents at Christmas. And then uh, before, you know, on, on Christmas Eve, when they hand the presents out, you then receive your book and then you, people spend Christmas Eve after they've had their meal and had their presents, they spend the rest of the evening reading. So it's this amazing kind of tradition which has been going for 75 years in Iceland. So, and I've been to Iceland and I would, you know, uh, promote Iceland, you know, essentially what I'm doing with this company is promoting that tradition everywhere else around the world. Um, and um, Iceland's an incredible place. I don't know if you've ever been. Um, essentially, um, it's a community of people where most of the people in, in Iceland live in the same place in, 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 in Reykjavik. There's about two-thirds of the people live in Reykjavik. So the, the five benefits are that if you're a reader, then essentially everybody, this is a big place to go and get culture. Um, Pretty much everybody in Iceland has about three or four different jobs because there aren't there are too many jobs to go around for everybody, mm. and and people seem to be very creative. So one in ten people in Iceland writes a published book. Uh, that they're, they're very creative musically. Um, 
you know, it's a, it's very temperate. So if you go to Reykjavik, it's about the same climate as London, which you might be surprised about because it's further north. But it's also on the on the Gulf Stream, and that's actually the reason why most people in Iceland live in Reykjavik because Reykjavik is the only bit of Iceland which is on the Gulf Stream, and everywhere else is much colder. Uh, but the ge the geology there is incredible. So um, they've got volcanoes, you've got uh, geysers, you've also got glaciers, you've got the most incredible um, waterfalls. And if you go in the summer, then it's um, it's you know green countryside. It's just an amazing place. It's like nowhere else on earth in terms of the the geology. And another reason for going is that the the culture's incredibly. Um, different so if I mean in terms of stereotypes they're very laid back so in that sense they're a bit like Dutch because Dutch people are very laid back mm. um, and another stereotype might be that um, you might think of Irish people as being a bit um, a bit crazy or a bit bonkers sometimes in that they have their thoughts about uh, you know the, the, the myths about leprechauns and fairies and things well in, in Iceland uh, they once took a decision uh, the government, the transport minister, decided that a road couldn't go through a particular uh, outcrop of some rock, which was part of a mountain. They had to build the road to go past, uh, round this rock, because they didn't want to upset the elves who lived in the rock. <laughs> and this was the government, you know. Uh, it's a very democratic country that the leader of, um, uh, you know, in terms of... Uh, equal rights um the prime minister of iceland is a is a woman um so you know people get to have a big say about how things work um and because it's a small place then you know pretty much everybody knows each other so it's an incredible community uh if you're going there as a uh you know worried about whether you're going to be able to communicate with people essentially everybody speaks english um, so you don't have a problem having to learn Icelandic to, to go there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, also, <laughs> last one, um, okay, it's also a different kind of place because it's very close to the Arctic Circle. So if you go in the summer, then they have this thing, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but the, the, the sun never actually sets. What happens is that the, the sun um, dips towards the horizon but it never goes underneath the horizon so it's always daylight and so for for about sort of eight hours during the night you've got this weird kind of twilight which is an incredible um you know gives a, a particular context or colors and and you know you can go and have a picnic at, at three o'clock in the in the in at night and it will still be daylight um although it would be a different kind of light it wouldn't be as bright as it would be during the day and similarly in the winter, um, you know, the sun sometimes only rises for an hour or two. Uh, and it only gets to, you know, it doesn't come above the horizon. It's just this weird light again, and then it, and then it goes down. So it's a kind of completely different cultural experience. And I, I'd, I'd encourage anybody to go to Iceland. It's an amazing place. It's interesting. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. So, and they're not paying me. The, the the tourist board isn't paying me to say that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should hire me. Like, oh my god, <laughs> they, should hire, they, should, they, <laughs> they should hire me. Yeah. 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 Good. So, questions. Okay. Um, so, my question for you would be, you know, whatever you did here, that's called selling. <laughs> okay. 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 Right. That's it. Like basically, you 
you sold us Iceland. That's what it did, mm-hmm. me or uh, mm-hmm. the audience. So, and my question for you is, what is one, um, what is the biggest sale that you have done in your life? So there will be two questions, but this is the first question. What is the biggest sale, the biggest contract, or the biggest, you know, um, okay. amount of money, whatever, that you earn in your, in your life as a, mm-hmm. you know, sale? Um, well, I wouldn't say it in terms of money because I don't think I've, um, I've not had a corporate life in that sense. I've had a, I spent most of my career being a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So essentially I've been hired by other people to do things on the whole. Um, it's only in the last, as, as an entrepreneur. Well, I mean, I think maybe if we go back to world book day, um, I spent 18 months um, with a colleague of mine called Andrew Haywood, who was at the time working for Penguin Books. And we went and talked to lots of people in the book trade. So we talked to charities, we talked to booksellers, we talked to publishers. Um, and we said, you know, we ought to do this great thing called World Book Day. Uh, are you interested in joining? And what we used to do was we'd say, well, so-and-so is interested in doing it. You know, and so what we did was like, because people were very reluctant to get involved because they thought it was going to cost them some money. Um, and essentially, our, over a period of time, we convinced enough people that other people were interested mm. that, um, that we got a big meeting together in um, the Publishers Association offices, which were then in, in Bedford Square in a very posh building. Um, and about 40 or 50 people came who were all, you know, really high up in the, in the, in the book trade, in the publishing and in the book selling industry and also libraries as well. Um, and I, I spoke at that meeting and as a result of that, a steering committee was set up, which decided to go ahead and, um, you know, um, explore whether or not to have a world book day in the UK. And then that actually happened. And I, and I guess the, the biggest um, contribution after that, um, getting that meeting together, I then went and had a, a meeting with a lady called Gail Reebuck, who is the chairman of Random House, mm-hmm. uh, which is a massive uh, publishing company, which is now merged with Penguin. So it's one of the biggest publishing companies in the world. And I had a 15-minute conversation with her, which is like going to the dentist, because you, you go up there. Her office was in the attic, essentially, of this of Random House, which is a building on um, in Pimlico on um, Vauxhall Bridge Road. Um, and um, so I waited for her. There were, like, magazines on the table, and a bell went, and I had to go into this meeting. And I had 15 minutes. And she said nothing during the meeting. It was just me talking about why it was a great idea of this World Book Day thing and would she like to get involved. And then after 15 minutes, you know, a buzzer went off. And she said, well, that's it. You know, that's your 15 minutes. But I, <laughs> then she said, um, that sounds like an interesting idea. I'll find out more about it. And as a result of that conversation, Gail Reebok then became the first um, president of world book day and because she then got involved then the whole of the book trade got involved because she was such a, an important person um so and now world book day has been running in the uk now for over 20 years so um i guess in terms of an, an impact on an industry i think that's probably my biggest achievement and what i notice is that you use um i heard this process called social proof right like you, you were trying to um you know, um, 
engage others in your pro project, entice others to be part of your project by saying that others are already interested in doing that. Well, I mean, to be, to be fair, that was actually, that was true. I mean, obviously some, some people got the vision straight away. So, uh, so you could say that, for example, the, the Library Association, the guy that was in charge of libraries in the UK, uh, was somebody who was very enthusiastic right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could talk to, you could, you could, you know, you could with legitimacy say that the guy in charge of libraries was really interested, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, uh, it, but it was, it was hard work. We spent, like, as I say, we spent 18 months talking to lots of different people one-to-one -one, and then mm -hmm. building, knitting together this group of people to then come to this big meeting. Um, and then I sat on the steering committee for about six months after that. And, um, Put together a marketing plan about some, some some ideas that they could run for the first for the first event. So, um, and some of those ideas are still uh, are still being used now. Mm. And how are so, you? Um, yeah. I'm actually curious. Like, if you if you're able to let's say to use this the way you you sell or uh, entice others to be part of your your community, um, if you can let's say get the the framework, the foundation, and put it into something else. Let's say I don't know maybe uh, selling your coaching services or your mentoring or your training services. Uh, how would you do it? Well, that's essentially why we've set up this founders and mentors platform, um, you know, but where we're building communities of people who can share their knowledge and experience with each other, because mm -hmm. essentially the, the best way of um, coaching people, um, I mean, yes, individuals like you or me will have, um, you know, experiences in life and in our careers that might be helpful to other people. But how much better would it be for to build a community of people who've all got interesting experiences and just let them talk to each other? So, for example, within our communities, um, so let, let's, for example, let's say um, one of the communities I'm, I'm building is, is one for people who are creatives. It's called the Content Creators Community. Mm -hmm. And let's say you're a songwriter or you're a novelist or you're a filmmaker or you're an architect or whatever it is that you are, you know, you're going to have to promote whatever it is that you're doing to, to your particular marketplace, whether that's an art gallery or, a, or a, um, a sales agent, if you're making a film to then get to distribution for cinemas, or it might be if you're, a, you know, getting a record label interested in you, if you're a um, a, a singer or, or maybe a publisher if you're a writer you're going to have to market yourself so that is a skill which you need um, which is the same skill but if you're looking at it from different perspectives because you've got different career experiences and different knowledge then having a conversation where everybody pitches in with their own uh, knowledge and their own best practice and understanding of what works for them in a particular discipline then the whole community benefits because then you can pick and choose what you think might work for you, you know, and you can get some great ideas from other people who might be. So if you're a filmmaker, for example, it might be that you get some great insights into, into marketing from somebody who, you know, is an architect, for example, mm -hmm. you know, and, and those people would never normally speak to each other. Yeah. So, so you're getting a great, you know, a fantastic network effect where you're forcing people to, well, not forcing people, but you're, you're giving people a theme um, where, and then you encourage people to have a conversation with each other um, mm. and, and people are learning from each other as well as from the people who are running the community. So the coaching essentially runs itself. 
because mm. the people, the, you know, myself as being the community leader, will simply provide opportunities for people to um, to have conversations. Yeah, so it's like mastermind um, principle. It's like a mastermind. Yeah, like a like a like a community mind. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a um, there's a uh, well. I mean, another a, a kind of jargony way of saying that is that you can say that it's um, what's called a global knowledge hub. Mm. So global because it's everybody. Knowledge because it's all about people's experiences and how yeah. to do things, and a hub because you're putting it all into one place. Oh, okay. uh, you know, and um, you know, on top of that, if you've got coaching skills or mentoring skills, then you can you can lead the the community in a direction where you think it's going to be beneficial for everybody who's in the community. Okay, okay, great. Thank you, Christopher. Now let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card. Okay. Okay, good. So in this step, um, Christopher, we will acknowledge each other for something that we have done in this round, and I want to acknowledge mm -hmm. you for. Um, well, first of all, for your creativity and uh, um, unreasonableness in, uh, you know, in your story, like going there and um, doing your movement and at the same time, like being rewarded, let's say, as uh, being featured on Sky News. So that's really <laughs> something powerful. And I, I, like, I like that. And I acknowledge you for that. And the next thing is um, I acknowledge you for, again, your, um, the way you're... Um, you are able to, let's say, entice others to be part in whatever you're, um, you want them to be yeah. part of. Like with yeah. that woman, 15 minutes, and she was like sold, and she became part of, of the <laughs> well, community. Exactly. It, it's all about sharing your enthusiasm. So thank you. Exactly. So sharing your enthusiasm. Yeah. So I acknowledge you for that. Okay, thank you. That's very kind. So uh, I, I reciprocate. So I, um, I acknowledge you for... Um, for the way in which you balance the different views for, for the um, that idea about whether it's a good idea to have a pill to um, to feel differently about yourself and about your uh, insight in realizing that it's that would be a shortcut that might be a dangerous thing to to uh, a dangerous way of 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 trying to resolve your problems. Uh, and that it's much better to try and work them out um, in the long term by by coming to terms with what's going on in your own life and making changes yourself um, from you know from changing behaviour or changing attitudes or uh, or maybe you know um, the people that you that you so associate with or 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 how you speak or or you know different types of things that that's actually much better than taking the shortcut of having a of taking a pill. Uh, and also the, the the idea that you know the and, and I also just and more generally I acknowledge you for for having your uh, the background of of a coach um, and having the creativity to develop this game as a way of um, um, of communicating your ideas, but also giving other people responsibility to explore different aspects of their personality and the way in which they live their lives so that they can make changes in a, in a fun way mm. um, so I think this is a very valuable tool okay I get it thank you Christopher woohoo <laughs> <laughs> we finished the game wow. congratulations okay. Christopher <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much <laughs> you have finished the game thank you for playing the okay. Botura game 
Mm-hmm. My pleasure. I'm actually curious. How was the experience for you? Well, that was good fun. Yeah, I know was, you. Um, and, and, and it was um, unexpected in that you, there's no way that you can predict the way that the conversation is going to go before you play the game. And if we were to play it again now, then we'd have different conversation, wouldn't we? Mm. Well, I just think it's a fun way of um, getting people to address, um, to, to think about how they live their lives. I mean, it's always difficult if you have a, a direct conversation with, um, with people to say, I think you need to change this about yourself. Then that's just not going to work because that's more of a confrontation, isn't it? But if you if you provide some distance by getting people to play a game, you're giving people a different concept, a different context um, in which to look at themselves. So it's less of a threat. So it becomes an, a vehicle through which you could have a, a very serious conversation mm. without threatening without threatening people. Uh, you can conceptualize it in that you can say, well, that's what was going on in the film. So it allows you, it frees you up to discuss things that are going on in your community without feeling as though people are attacking you for, for those particular views. That's great. Yeah. And I'm glad so, that, you, that you enjoy it. So, yeah. so Christopher, please tell the people that are listening right now, what is one successful mindset that you had one successful behavior and one aspect in your lifestyle that made you who you are now. Okay. A mindset. Um, I'd say that, um, one successful mindset is that whatever's going on in life, um, is to treat it with a degree of calmness. So there's um, um, like a serenity that, you know, you can, there's nothing ever happens in life is ever bad or good, apart from obviously people dying and stuff. But essentially, if, if something happens in life, it's just something that happens. Mm. In, in terms of um, how we perceive that thing, it's like we give that event, we say whether it's negative or positive mm. by how we react to it. So if you can have a mindset where you treat everything as being uh, an event where you can choose to, as to how you react to it, then that's actually a really good way of dealing with adversity because, because then you can start seeing the problems and the challenges that, that um, arise in life as being opportunities for growth or you know, uh, opportunities for being creative about how you get around that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and by not panicking, by staying calm, then it gives you time to think about how you can react positively to this thing that's happened. Um, so I would say a, a mindset where you where you you stay on an even keel, you don't overreact. You just you just say, okay, well this thing's happened, and maybe take your time as to how you react to it if you if you can. Okay. What about the behaviour? One thing that I think is um, helpful is not to assume that something won't happen before you've tried it. So, for example, if you have a creative idea and you say, you know, I want to write to some, you know, A-list celebrity to tell them about it, then don't, you know, if you think that's what you need to do, then go and do it. 
you know, don't just assume that this person isn't going to be interested in your idea or, or mm. your, or in communicating with you, because how do you know? You've not asked that person, you know? So, so just have the confidence of understanding that if that, if, if an action that you take doesn't work, then that's okay because you tried, you know, and you found out that, um, that, that it wasn't going to work. But if you, if you never did it in the first place, then you would never know. And you might regret never having taken that action. Definitely. Okay. So, uh, so, so it's essentially just have the confidence of, um, of doing things that you think you would like to do. Yeah. Being unreasonable. That's what I'm Yeah. Okay. And what about the lifestyle? Lifestyle. Um, I think as an entrepreneur is a good thing to remember is to not believe the hype. So if you're, if you're entrepreneurial about things, then, you know, you can be working away for years before things really start working for you. Um, so for example, if you start to get some money, uh, also a level of success, then don't spend your first check on a, on a Lamborghini, you know, um, you know, stay within your means because you just never know how long it's going to last and, and, you know, take sensible, uh, decisions about finances. You know, um, if you do start to get some money, then put together a finance plan that's going to protect you. If you then have a rainy day, I mean, I worked in, I worked in television for a while with, um, with a, with a friend of mine. Uh, and one of his mantras was that you need about 15,000 pounds in the bank as a, as a, as a cushion so that if things went wrong, at least you had some money that you could live off or continue to work so that you had, um, a, uh, some time to actually find a way out of your problem. Like so a, it's almost like you, you have like a, a, a slush fund that you could, like a rainy day. Fund. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so I think that's, uh, to, to not go wild if you suddenly get successful. <laughs> yeah, you know, and go and, yeah, yeah, be, be grounded. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I, and I, I've naturally got that tendency anyway. I'm, I mean, I, I do enjoy myself, and I, I've had my moments, but, um, but I think you have to have a bit of a. I, I think I'm, you know, to have a bit of an even keel about things, and also, you know, when, when and if uh, some of the things I'm doing become really, really successful, that I'm, I'm of the mindset where I would want to be uh, philanthropic as well. So I'd want to help other people to become as successful or to perhaps earn as much money or whatever it is. Um, because I think um, it's important to stay connected to where you're from, from your roots and mm. not to get above and not to lose uh, yourself in a, a fantasy version of yourself, if you like. Great. Great. Thank you, Christopher. Now, please tell people where they can find more about you. Well, I've mentioned a few things during the recording. Uh, Founders and Mentors is um, a community that you, you're very welcome to join. At the, at the basic level, it's a, it's a free, uh, free access, and there's lots of things you can do for free within the community. There are some paid bits, but essentially you can find your way around and get to know whether or not it's of value for you before you choose to spend some money. And that's uh, foundersandmentors.mn.co. Uh, um, I've also mentioned Yola Bokaflod, which is um, this Icelandic tradition that um, we talked about. Um, and Yola is uh, J-O-L-A, as in, uh, that's where we get the word Yule from. Mm-hmm. Um, Boka is, in, this is the Icelandic word, Boka is book, Flod is flood. So Yola Bokaflod translates into English as Christmas book flood. 
Uh, and so yolabokaflod.org is where you can find me online, the Yolabokaflod. I'd be very happy to chat to people about that. And I also mentioned um, uh, crowdfunding. So um, I'm a director of a, of a crowdfunding platform called Crowdpatch, uh, which is Crowdpatch. Uh, and again, if people want to raise uh, um, you know, money through crowdfunding, I'd be very happy to chat to people about that. And you can find me via that website as well. And I'm I'm all over I'm all over um, LinkedIn and social media, you know, um, Twitter and Facebook. I'm quite active, so yeah. um, all the links yeah. are in the description anyway. So exactly, exactly. You'll be able to find me and and uh, and uh, track me down and ask me questions. But so if anybody's got any questions about anything that's come up during the, during the um, this conversation, I'd be very happy to chat to them. Thank you, thank you, Christopher. Anything else you want to say before we complete? No, no. I just to say, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's been a it's been a great experience. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm happy that you you decided to be here. And yeah, it was fun, and we enjoyed it. So it was really nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you for being here. Okay. Thank you. Thank very you, much. and thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 18th episode of the Voltura Game Show. My name is Alessandro. I was your host today with our guest Christopher Norris. And if you like this episode, please rate it with five star reviews on iTunes and. Spotify, whatever platform you're listening right now. And feel free to leave us uh, a re- recommendation or a review there with you know, what you like about it, what you didn't like about it, or if there is something that you want us to improve so we can have a better experience, if it's possible. <laughs> thank you for being here, Chris. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. In the next episode of the Vultura Game Show, you will meet Zachary. Zachary is a serial entrepreneur and founder of HelloTalk, the fastest growing platform with an audience of more than 20 million people worldwide. See you in the next episode.